Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Oh, it's Nothing me. can stop me. I'm all the way up. It's me. Uh-huh. All the way up. It's me. I'm all the way up. I'm all the way up. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Show it what you want. Show it what you need. What you need. Run game. We ain't never leave. Never leave. Count Which degenerate hip-hop monster is this? Oh, it's French Montana. The very dear friend of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. He has been seen out often with the mayor at the club Zero Bond. Whatever happens at Zero Bond stays in Zero Bond, along with his sidekick, Ja Rule. Infamous for the rap song, I got a hundred guns, I got a hundred clips, I got a semi spitting out death and destruction in the big NYC. So these are the mayor's homeboys, and he earned early on in his administration when he had vast popular public support as the incoming mayor of Law and Order. The uh, monocle, the uh, uh, headship, what can we call it? We can call it the attachment, the addendum, that he is the swagger man with no plan. Early on, Saturday Night Live featured it within weeks of him being sworn into office. And naturally, Eric Adams said, I am the swagger mayor in a swagger city. And that didn't hurt him initially. But it's been a year later. And I got to tell you, his uh, popular public opinion polls have bottomed out. He's now at 37% acceptability by those who are polled by Quinnipiac that I always thought, gee, Quinnipiac, what the hell is Quinnipiac? It turns out it's a university and one of their side hustles is they do polls. So originally out of the box, a few months into his administration, he had 42% acceptability against uh, negative in the high 30s. Now it's completely reversed. More people view Eric Adams negatively than they do Joe Biden. Then they did Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, at any point of his eight years of single-handedly taking a Miley Cyrus uh, wrecking ball and destroying the city that we love. Imagine the lowest that it's ever been for a mayor. And the swagger man with no plan just flicked it off. Well, you know what I have to say here to both the Justin Ellick, the producer of Sid Rosenberg, Sid Rosenberg and Friends in the Morning, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, to Lou and to Macedonian Phil. I attribute the dramatic drop in the mayor's approval ratings to the fact that Sid Rosenberg has become his disinformational minister, his propaganda minister, and if you notice in the last few months, has basically attached himself like a barnacle onto the tuchus of Eric Adams' swagger man with no plan. And this this was uh, Sid's rationale. I have, the last couple of months, made it my business 
to spend time with the mayor, Janine. I think you know this. We've gone for dinner on occasion. I help him feed the homeless on Wednesday nights because I came to the realization that city is more important to me than my politics. And if Eric Adams is willing to listen to a conservative, a Republican, and actually do something about it, why wouldn't I take that opportunity? And he is willing. That says a lot, no? Well, he has to take the responsibility. Please, a little music from French Montagna. By the way, was shot in the head when he had a kilo of Coke. Uh, is the impresario in charge of Coke Boy Records and is well known to be uh, having a side hustle that deals with Coquina. Ah! But uh, here it was. Sid Rosenberg took responsibility for doing what he felt was in the best interest of the city, not necessarily his politics. And I am attributing the fact that Eric Adams, who was at 42% approval rating back in May, is now hit rock bottom at 37%. And, hey, come on, you know damn well a lot of it is attributable to Sid Rosenberg because a lot of people said, wait a second, Sid Rosenberg viciously attacked this guy during his primaries in the Democratic campaign and then in the general election against me and then almost... Up until his first year, and then upon the death of Bernard McGurk, who would always say Eric Adams refuses to name and shame, refuses to name and shame, refuses to point fingers at those who are responsible for destroying the city of New York, like Alvin Bragg, who is so infamous amongst the boosters and shoplifters and thieves that when they come into a CBS or Walgreens or Dwayne Reed and the dwindling number of right aid stores, they ask for an Alvin Bragg swag bag and they tell, they tell all the security and all the hired help, don't worry, I'm not here to shoot and loot, I'm just here to fill up my Alvin Bragg swag bags because you can't touch this. Always refusing to name and shame Alvin Bragg. Why? Because he saw how Alvin Bragg snatched up Eric Ulrich, the guy that he was warned not to hire, the former Republican councilman from Howard Beach, a degenerate gambler who owed a massive amounts of money to the Bonanno crime family, but raised a million dollars for the election of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. He was warned, don't make him buildings commissioner. It's like putting a fox in the chicken coop. All the banana boys are going to be looking for an easy pass. And Alvin Bragg's DTs just snatched up. Snatched up Eric Ulrich. Like the Pee Wee Herman that he is. Took his phone. And as a result, you know they're shivering at City Hall because they know that Alvin Bragg can reach out and touch them at any point. So Eric Adams is not going to name and shame Alvin Bragg. Or Carl Hasty, the crooked speaker in the supermajority in the assembly in Albany, or Cousin Stewart, who is the majority leader of the Democrats in the supermajority of the state Senate. Now, he never names and shames, and he always gives refuge to Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. Well, maybe he'll have an epiphany now, because he thought he was moving in the right direction. Look, look how Sid Rosenberg was trying to get everybody here at WABC to come on board the good ship SS Eric Adams, like our own Janine Pirro. Yes, it does say a lot. And I'll tell you, I'll give you another one, another kudos for him, which blew me away when he said, we have, if we have mentally ill in New York City, we've got to have the power to at least take them in if they're homeless, take them in and see if they're a danger to themselves or other, you know, or others, and make sure that we start to do something about the med- mentally ill who are homeless in New York. I mean, the guy's starting to move to normal. 
<laughs> Janine, you don't take the subways. You have no idea. Taking the E train and the C train here to WABC earlier today. I went from car to car. There were homeless people. There were emotionally disturbed persons. He had a press conference about that on November 30th. And like almost all press conferences, he says the right things. He says the right things. But there's no action that follows. And, in fact, as much as Sid Rosenberg tried to lobby the greatest mayor we've ever had, Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani knows what he's listening to. I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. The guy's not a professional politician. He, he was designed for a different profession, maybe selling used cars, because <laughs> yesterday's speech was extremely damaging. It was a How very so? damaging speech psychologically. First of all, you never beg. They, they, they used to call the mayors before me the tin can brigade. Right. Because they would go to Albany and Washington with their little hands out and say, please help me save the city. Please help me save the city. Please help me save the city. I need your help. You're so important. I have to mention you 13 times. I tell the mayor is has more power than the governor. <laughs> oh, Rudy was spot on. Sid wasn't able to bring him over. To the Eric Adams side, nor his son, Andrew Giuliani, who joins with him twice a week on Sid and Friends. But anyway, let me break down this Quinnipiac College poll that is devastating to Eric Adams. Again, the bottom line is he's lower than Joe Biden in the polls, lower than Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, ever was in eight years of polling he sets the new standard for being at the bottom of the polling uh, data at 37%. And let me give you the individual uh, issues that people were polling him on. The immigration issues, 39% approve of the way he's handling things, 46% disapprove. In terms of the way he's dealing with the public schools, 35% approve. 42% disapprove, and this was conducted before he turned his back on charter school parents of the Success Academy who were entitled to space in three separate public schools, one in the Bronx, two in Queens, and then all of a sudden his chancellor of the Department of Education, uh, the acronym stands for dumbest organization ever, on behalf of Eric Adams, shut him down and said there will be no expansion of charter schools. Absolutely not. They sided with the UFT, Union of Failed Teachers, and its uh, totalitarian dictator, Mogru, who has no interest in his heart for the children of the inner city of New York City. It's all about his, uh, his teacher members. Because he doesn't want them in schools, he doesn't want them teaching, he wants them to get paid, he wants them to get all the benefits, but he doesn't want the competition at charter schools. And then in reference to the city budget, which is a very complicated issue, but 32% of those responding to this Quinnipiac College poll approved of the way that uh, Eric Adams is dealing this, 47% disapproved. Homelessness? 26% approve of the way he's dealing with the normal homeless, the American homeless, that are constantly being said to be in shelters, and yet we see them in the parks, the streets, and the subways. 61% disapprove, and two-thirds of voters, 66% in New York City, think crime is a serious problem and that the mayor has dropped the ball. You know, it would be interesting, uh, Lou and Macedonian Phil and Justin Ellick, 
Uh, and tomorrow I'll be with uh, with Sid Rosenberg at 7.05, as I am twice a week with him, 7.05 on Monday mornings, and then like bookends, 7.05 on Friday mornings. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to suggest to him uh, that we actually do a poll, a poll of his listeners, because he has gone over so far to the era Adams side and suggest if an election were held tomorrow and the contestants were Curtis Lee, who lost Eric Adams in the general uh, mayoral election the last time around, and Eric Adams himself, who would win? Who would you vote for? It'll be an interesting poll, and if we can't get Sid Rosenberg to capitulate, to acknowledge that this has been a major mistake on his part to try to revive, resurrect, resuscitate the Eric Adams swagger man with no man's plan uh, administration. Well, maybe we'll get an independent and autonomous polling firm to do that because he is crashing on every level. And all he could say yesterday, very meekly and mildly at his press conference, instead of screaming at the McWhitey Whitey press corps that he always tries to bully and always tries to hide behind his complexion, which is protection, as the second black man to be mayor of the city of New York after his mentor, David Dinkins, maybe, just maybe, we can see where the slide has taken us to. In fact, if an election were to take place again, in which I was the uh, candidate opposing Eric Adams, and let's see, one-on-one, how the numbers would be. And I can tell you this, it'll be a hell of a lot closer than a less general election. And tomorrow we'll see on whose side Sid Rosenberg is. Talking about this is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Illegal aliens as they continue to pour in. Should almost be forced to look at this great song by James Brown, Godfather of Soul, Soul Brother Number One, when he had on the red, white, and blue and was dancing on the stage in Las Vegas and basically indicating how great it is to be in America. Let's have immediate translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Uh, that is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. Everybody's working. Overtime. 
That was Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan back in September, where he was welcoming in all the illegal aliens as their Papa Chulo saying, who's your daddy? We'll give you everything. We give you swag bag. We give you Obama phones. We put you up in hotels, even though our normal homeless who are American by birth, many of them veterans, they get uh, languish in the shelter system. But, hey, you guys get bumped to the front of the queue. You're staying in hotels. Remember, that was Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan in September. And apparently the voters have not forgotten because with the dismal poll that has come in that said he's at an all-time low, 37%. No mayor has ever been as low as 37%. Not even Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Bart Slope. And not even uh, fumbling and stumbling Joe Biden. And on the issue of immigration, 39% approve of the way Mayor Adams is handling the situation. Uh, 46% disapprove. Because remember, what does he say? He says, pivot and shift. I pivot and shift. So at first he gave him everything. He was like Santa Claus with our tax dollars. And then he did a shift, which is the old flip-flop. And now he's saying the inn is full. And yet he's still welcoming them in. Instead of putting them on buses and sending them up to Canada, I'll give you an update on that momentarily. But then, of course, he never, never bad mouths, never names and shames uh, the schmuck, the putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer. Because what has Chuck Schumer said? We need more illegals, more illegals, more illegals. Because all of you in America, and especially in the city of New York, and those of you in the state of New York are just not procreating enough new children to be able to go out there and work jobs and pay Social Security and keep America afloat. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. No matter how many there may be, it's not 11 million. It's way more than that, Schmuck Putz, Chuck E. Cheese, Schumer. And hey, oh, yeah. Did you see that story coming out of Uganda? Macedonian Phil, you probably can't even find it on a map. One man with six wives had 102 kids, and he said, that's it. He's getting a vasectomy. No more. He's created too many children. He can't take care of, and it's causing him all kinds of grief. Well, he's the kind of guy that the schmuck the butts, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer wants to come into America, right? Maybe to have multiple wives. Maybe to have huge families the size of that Ugandan man who has said, enough is enough, 102 kids. You know, how the hell am I going to continue to feed them? Oh, yes. And then the progeny, right? Just think about that, ladies and gentlemen. And what is happening in the interim? The city of New York, you're hearing it first, through homeless services, is providing bus tickets to any and all of these illegal aliens, especially the ones who are over in the uh, Ocean Line Terminal in Red Hook, that, hey, if you want, why don't you go up to Poughkeepsie? And then from Poughkeepsie, you find your way over to the border with Quebec, with Canada. It's Roxanne Road, 
it's all of five miles one way going to Canada, and then all you do is you stand there as an RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, not Dudley Do-Right and his favorite steed, but whoever is there now, and they warn you that if you put one foot over the border between the United States and Canada, you will be arrested. But the caveat is, if you seek asylum in Canada... Pierre Trudeau Jr., Twinkle Toes there, has made asylum in Canada even more desirable than it is in the United States. There are more benefits. There are more opportunities to settle in a country that is the second largest in the world, second largest only to Russia, but only has 40 million of its own residents. That's what California has, 40 million. They need people. They need workers. They want to give you asylum. So the city of New York, using the old strategy of the Ed Koch administration, when he used to get bus tickets for American homeless and send them over to the Lincoln Motel in Newark until Sharpie Sharp James woke up and said, you can't do that, that's unfair. And then eventually under Giuliani and Bloomberg, when they would ask the homeless in their shelters, what is your city of origin? How would you like to go back there? We'll give you a one-way bus ticket and some petty cash and boom! Many of them went back to their birthright destinations. So, I guess, City of New York under Eric Adams, not knowing how to deal with this overwhelming problem, has decided to use the old strategy, except now it's on your way to Canada. And you heard it first here, Curtis Lee on the Rip and Read. But enough of that, because I'll continue to give you updates on all of that. Oh, look, here's George Santos, right? Oh, God. Uh, he actually submitted uh, to an interview with OAN in which uh, <laughs> he was asked, how come you can't make a sincere apology? Huh? Just say it. Spit it out. I don't know what more can, can be said other than admitting. Is there anything more humbling and humiliating than admitting that on national television, Caitlin? Oh, my God. You're a fraud. You're a fagazi. Fake, phony, fraudulent, fagazi. But then he went on moaning and groaning as if he was the victim, saying that he has worked hard for the people. You know, I think it's amazing that I have to sit here and be spoken down to on a regular basis, yet again, by the media. Ah, and then meantime, the uh, Pisha, the Schmendrick, the Schlub, guy is still out there. Robert Zimmerman, you remember him, the guy who claimed, oh, if only we had known, if only we had known, I could have blown him up out of the water. His Democratic opponent the second time around when George Santos won the election. This picture, this Schmendrick continues to go out there as if he's campaigning for office and continuing to tell anybody who will listen in that third congressional district, it's not my fault that we didn't do any negative research, even though for 40 years I dreamed of being a congressman here in the third congressional district in Great Neck. Oh, no, no, no. Even though I ran a public relations agency. No, 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 no. Our campaign, as we were just starting for the general election without funds, without resources, was not in a position to send a team to Brazil to check out his background. We weren't in a position to hire a genealogist to check out his Jewish ancestry. Well, as the buzzards and vultures circle overhead, George Santos, there is one thing that George Santos could do for us. Instead of just giving a sincere apology is why not take up the old Japanese tradition of Harry Carey? That's right. Get a Ginzu knife, get a Rambo knife 
and every network around the world will be there. Pull it out, as oftentimes a disgraced CEO of a failed Japanese company will do. And then insert that knife into your gut, your ever-growing gut, George Santos, and... Harry Carey. It would be the perfect way to go. And the vultures and buzzards who are circling out there are just waiting for him either to get arrested, to be kicked out of Congress, or maybe to commit Harry Carey. I hope, I hope, I light the candles that he do that and rid us of his menace. But just to give you an update... Even though Zimmerman is out there pressing the flesh, thinking he's going to run for that vacated seat, think again, because in the shadows is Tom Swazi. He considers that Swazi land. He gave up that seat to challenge Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. And guess what? He's, uh, <laughs> he's waiting in the wings. And then the lieutenant governor candidate for Congressman Zeldin Esposito, she has already met with people in Washington about running as a Republican candidate. And in fact, I have a feeling on February 8th, she'll be the keynote speaker of Vicky Palladino's club in Whitestone, which is in that district. And we'll be trying to urge the Republicans there to come to her aid if and when George Santos is kicked to the curb or just disappears. And then it's an open seat. And that would be a good run. Tom Swazi versus Esposito to be continued. And then yesterday in Memphis, Oh, there she was, the vice president, Giggles Harris, who has done nothing about the border, but was promoting the law that got stalled in the Senate last time around, the George Floyd law, which would strip qualified immunity from every police officer from California to New York, from North Carolina, excuse me, North Dakota to Texas. Vice President Harris. As a United States senator, a co-author of the original George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. And as Vice President of the United States, we demand that Congress pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Joe Biden will sign it. And we should not delay and we will not be denied. It is non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. And the key tenant of that bill and the reason that it didn't pass, thank God the Senate blocked it, the House passed it, was qualified immunity would be stripped from every police officer in every department locally, statewide, countywide, regionally, and nationally that exists in the United States today over my dead body. That bill should never pass or our cops are going to be incapable of responding because they'll be rendered impotent. And they'll fear for their mortgage payments, their family support, and obviously their pension and their future life as a senior citizen here in America. Spectacular! Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Oi! Thankfully, uh, on this Sid Rap, the members and contributing participants uh, to all the friends who speak to Sid every morning from uh, 6 to 10, Monday through Fridays, are not drinking the Tom Brady Kool-Aid because this guy, uh, he ripped off millions of dollars, millions of dollars. 
in that cryptocurrency scam, FTX. Is he going to pay those people back? And naturally, none, none of the commentators are asking him about that. Of course not. It's all idolatry. But let's get to uh, Sid uh, Rosenberg himself, who did a pirouette and actually threw his very dear friend, Eric Adams, under the bus after the Quinnipiac College Poll came out with Eric Adams having the lowest rating of any mayor in the history of polling, even lower than Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Barstow, and Joe Biden. Kathy first governor in the history of the state. And if the mayor wants to fix this city, because you know, no matter what he says, he's got his design set on D.C., he will not be able to do it without breaking down some doors. And you just can't like everybody. You can't tell me everybody's doing a good job, especially people like Joe Biden and Kathy Hochul, and expect to get stuff done in this city and expect people to rally around you. The numbers that came out for the mayor yesterday are embarrassing. Embarrassing. His approval rating is worse than Biden. And I know Mayor Eric Adams pretty well. And my man's got a little bit of an ego. And he ain't waking up this morning celebrating 38%. Oh, let me tell you something, Sid. You got to be, uh, you got to take responsibility for this. Before you became a sickle fan, Tony, and lackey, after the death of Bernard McGurk, who was always saying the mayor needs to sh- name and shame, when all of a sudden you flip the script and you join Team Adams, I noticed that his numbers have gone down precipitously from 42% approval to now 37 an all-time low. No, 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 Sid Rosenberg. You can't escape this. In fact, I'll be sticking this to you tomorrow morning at 7.05. But then here is Sid thinking about what he just said and said he's sad about calling out Mayor Adams, his buddy. People are uh, very happy that I pushed back on Adams this morning. I'm not happy about it. I didn't, you know. Okay. Because I'm, I'm sincere about how much I like the guy. I want to succeed. In fact, you know, I'm going to text him today, but I just can't. Like I always say on this show, you can't show me cadaver cho- uh, p- a duty and tell me it's cadaver chocolate. Right. And mm-hmm. the city right now is crap. It's not chocolate. It's crap. Okay. <laughs> so I'm upset about it. And- saying the city is crap. Macedonian Phil, Justin Alec, Lou, for the last few months... All Sid Rosenberg has been doing is opining on behalf of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, that things are getting so much better, how he sees cops in the subways, how the city is revived, how his friends out in the Irish Riviera are coming on board the SS Eric Adams. Well, now they're jumping for the life rafts. Oh, my God. Boy, you do not want Sid Rosenberg in a foxhole with you if you're doing battle. My God, he has just abandoned ship on Eric Adams after one poll. The poll, though, is devastating. He was in May at an approval rating of 42%, and he is now at 37%, and it is trending down. Again, I can't say it enough. The lowest polling result for any mayor in our lifetime, and that includes Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who destroyed the city that we love. How can you be lower than Bill de Blasio? Hey, Eric Adams, the Biden of Brooklyn. How can you be lower than Joe Biden, right? Oh, boy, am I going to put it to Sid. And then Sid, all of a sudden today, had one of his many friends on. 
It was uh, Bo Deedle, friend of Eric Adams, uh, like uh, Congressman Peter King, friend of Eric Adams, like Dove Hyken, friend of Eric Adams. We'll see if they're jumping ship. But he said this about Bo Deedle, which you know is revisionism. It's like I'm a person of no consequence to Sid Rosenberg, to Lou, to Macedonian Phil and Justin Ellick, and to the Sid Rosenberg and Friends program in the morning. We only have one guest come on twice a week. Only one. For all the nice things to say about Bill O'Reilly, Rich Lowry, all these guys. Only one comes on twice a week. And that's because not only is he great on the air, but it, I love him. He's family to me and Danielle. But Bo Deedle is my guy. And he's tan and handsome and ready to kick some major ass this morning. Yeah. Oh, I said it. Last time I looked, I'm on twice a week. Unless he's decided to uh, rejigger that, reconfigurate that, and only have me on once a week or maybe no times at all because my mere presence here is a reminder to Sid Rosenberg and to the crew here of what a devastating uh, pivot and shift they took, uh, what I call flip-flop, when they decided to embrace Eric Adams' swagger man with no plan. They get, They own this. They own this 30% approval rating. You can't run away from it, guys. You came on board when he was at 42% approval rating. He's now at 37, and I got to attribute that to the fact that Sid Rosenberg has no juice. So I'm going to stick it to him tomorrow. Maybe maybe they're not going to have me on here 705 tomorrow like he always promised. Oh, yeah, twice a week. Monday, 705, and Friday, 705, because he always has his sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys, and friends and there's only two days a week in which he has on a fiend and a foe. And let's hope that continues with yours truly, Curtis Lee. We're joining Sid tomorrow at 7.05.